Welcome back to the podcast that rocks, weekly podcast that talks about news in the world of rock, metal, alternative, and everything in between. With me again is Go Gretchen. Say hello, Gretchen. Hello, Gretchen. (laughs) You didn't do it last week, so I thought maybe you wouldn't do it this week. No, that's what we had I guess last week. That's what I get for thinking logically. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> logically, okay. Uh, uh. <laughs> Hopefully, you all are doing well. It's finally December of year of our destruction, 2020. That'll be a little joke I have coming up in the next video because 2020. Let's be honest. It, it's if there ever was a apocalyptic year, it's 2020. Hopefully, you are all doing well in the chat. Hopefully, all you're doing listening on the podcast forums. One thing you may have noticed if you're watching this on YouTube is that I had a new intro video, just the standby starting soon screen. That might be my formats also for graphics for if I start a Twitch channel. And there's nothing set in stone yet. There's no hard dates. There's no hard planning for everything just yet. But if I do start a Twitch channel for everyone who's listening, I would be doing the live stream on YouTube and Twitch at that point. So, if you don't want to do the chat on YouTube, you can do it on Twitch, and I'll live stream to both at the same time, so that way you can get your dose of that on either one. Just something to keep in mind. Hopefully, you guys are all doing well. 2012 is level, or 2020 is level 12 of Jumanji. Well, yeah. Yeah, Sorry, December. The game needs to, yeah, December. Freaking end it. December <laughs> is level 12 of Jumanji. Okay, that does make sense. 12th month. Okay. That actually does make sense. I get it. So, keep in mind, there are good things that could happen in December. Miracles happen in this time of time of year, in the month, which is also great. Also, keep in mind, there's a lot of good things to come looking forward to. I will be working on my worst and best albums of the year list very shortly. I already started writing out the worst albums of the year on my list. Coming this week will be my list on crazy cover songs in 2020. Crazy for different reasons. Great, terrible, weird, disappointing. Crazy, crazy, just in, just in general, crazy. everything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that'll make more sense when you see the video. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's been a lot of covers and that video will tackle 10 of them. I'm already aware, dreading the buffoons in the comments. But you forgot about this cover. Blah, 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 blah. By the way, that's how I think all YouTube commenters sound when they talk like that. Oh, dear. So they all sound, whenever they, that comment is said, but what about blah, 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 that type of thing. That's how I think all of you sound when you talk like that. So All of you. Yes. Every single last one every single one yes but you forgot about that guy that guy and everyone knows who exactly i'm talking about that type of guy so speaking of buffoons limp biscuit's not coming back anytime soon with new music hey did you see what i did there (laughs) that's mean to be honest i mean buffoons is not the right term to describe limp biscuit and we're going to be mentioning limp biscuit a couple times um, mm-hmm. In this video, not just with this main topic. If you saw the title of this episode, it's because Wes Borland's interview that appeared, that was recorded over a year ago, but was uploaded and started making the rounds again very recently, we can expect no new Limp Biscuit for a while. Their album that they have been planning and promoting and hyping up, Stampede of the Disco Elephants, yes, that is the title. 
Ew. Has been now a decade in the making. And Limp Bizkit have not made massive tours throughout the United States. They've made tour. They've done small tours. They've made festival appearances. And that's it. And one of the big issues with that is a lot of just miscommunication. In, not infighting, but just plans on what to do. And there's a lot of information that Wes Borland gave on this podcast over a year ago talking about this. Guys... Don't hold your breath for new Limp Biscuit. Don't. And that's all there is to it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Won't. I know. <laughs> and I, Gretchen and I are on the same boat for that. Here's the thing in the United States and Canada, we are aware that Limp Biscuit is not seen positively anymore. I understand that in South America and many parts of Europe, Limp Bizkit is still massive for what they did back in the early 2000s and late 90s. Uh. And I have had many, many, many people explain why, and it's the exact same explanation. And it does not make Limp Bizkit sound good. <laughs> From Brazil to France to Germany, every single defense is the same. We love the music behind it, and we don't speak English, so we don't really care about the lyrics. Oh. What so that's why, that's why they love Limp Bizkit. That does not defend the band positively. That is not a good defense. And I have said in both Regretting the Past videos that I've done over the years, both of which are several years old now, the musicians behind Fred Durst are solid. Some of them are amazing. Wes Borland is a fantastic guitarist. He truly is. If I have, like, I was talking with Joey Numbers about a possible future video next year, great musicians and terrible bands. That's Wes Borland and Lib Biscuit. That's entry one right there. Here's the other issue, though. Someone's saying, but the musicianship isn't good either. No, it is. With Limp Biscuit, they know how to play. They know how to perform. They are talented. That I will defend. It's Fred Durst who poisons the punch bowl. And I say this factually before I start reading the article, like excerpts and quotes. I say this factually, and I mean this to every single Limp Bizkit fan out there. I know there are many out there. There are ma- Limp is going to have exponentially more fans than I will ever have on my best day. <laughs> Guys. What could Limp Biscuit and Fred Durst specifically offer you in 2021 that would make you love Limp Biscuit more? Do you really think they're going to make this knockout breakthrough album that's going to make you everyone fall in love with the band again? Not a chance. I mean, if they've if they've been working on it for a decade, they you have know, not. They, they oh, they have been on and off talking about working on it. Uh, you know, it was the thought that counts. Yeah, I, I, yeah, no, not when you need a finished physical product and actual music in the studio. It's the thought that counts. A for effort. Kinda. They haven't put in all the effort, though. B for effort. Uh, that's, come on now. If you tried to say to your teacher, we were, our group project, we talked about it a lot. We just couldn't really get together and figure out what we wanted to do. So you'll give us at least a C, right? No, you're failing. No. And 
Limp Bizkit has not released an album in over a decade. Guys, their most recent music, their most recent albums that came out right before that, after the year 2002, everything results may vary after is inexcusably bad. Shamelessly awful. And some of it's disgusting. I'm aware that I ripped apart Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water. Also, I did not make that album title up. Guys, I am aware that people are fans of that one, though. What do you have to defend from a band who hasn't made a truly unanimously loved album since 1999 and has made bombs after that? Bombs. And it's... and. Keep in mind, Wes Borland was out of the band for a long time. In that interview for that podcast you did over a year ago, he talked about when he left Limp Biscuit, he was almost completely poor. Like, he barely had a place to live. That's And he still left. And he didn't even want to make more money with this band. He was that fed up and quit. He didn't rejoin till many years later. And Fred Durst has definitely calmed down with his persona an attitude and everything. He definitely has. Undeniably. I think, I honestly think he's been humbled by um, his, uh, what's a good way to say this? Everyone's opinion of him has humbled him a little bit because he was riding high in 99 and 2000. And then he got exposed for everything. Yeah. And everyone's saying, someone in the chat, Chocolate Starfish is God tier compared to Gold Cobra. Yes. Their music got worse and worse as it went on, too. And again, it's mostly Fred Durst is the reason why the music kept getting worse and worse, too. Do you really think in 2021, he's going to write this amazing, well-written, well-composed masterpiece? If you think that, then I have a part of the moon I would like to sell you as a timeshare. I mean, you know, maybe he took 2020 as a time to reflect and be like, hey, <laughs> I'm shit. <laughs> and you know, we'll put out something great in 2021. This, well, listen, a lot of bands did stuff like that. They took time to create and work on wildly different stuff, for better or worse. But they did put effort in. From everything we've heard, Limp Bizkit still has not put effort in to make this promised album that they still keep saying oh it's coming we're, we're trying to iron a few kinks out you know and again someone just said he's a lot older now so perhaps he has the belt of experience and humbling i agree he definitely has been humbled and he has more experience playing smaller cl- crowds in the u.s as well and he has made festival appearances in the states not just overseas so he has a fan base I think he's aware of everything. I don't think he's the delusional type. At least not anymore. But I stand by my argument. Guys, what do you expect of a new Limp Bizkit album's quality? Honestly. One of the quotes from Borland. It's been a bunch of songs that have been floating around for four years now, considering this is over four years ago, because podcast the interview got lifted was over a year. And little by little, stuff gets added to it. 
but I think we're all into such different stuff that making a Limp Biscuit record is kind of difficult. We don't live in the same city anymore, so I'm not sure what's going to be or when it's going to come out, or what's going on with it. But it's weird to be in a situation where nobody wants to hear new material anyway. They're coming to the shows for nostalgia and want to hear old songs. And that's my other point, too. All those people that are trying to support Limp Bizkit at festivals when they make festival appearances and like even the smaller house shows and club shows throughout the 2010s that they did, no one was coming to hear the Gold Cobra songs or new material. Not one soul. Nope. So I joke around about Fred Durst. I joke around about Limp Bizkit. I can defend the rest of the band members in Limp Bizkit. I can say that Fred Durst has definitely matured over the years. He absolutely has. How, can your right, how in your right mind can you think that Limp Bizkit is going to knock it out of the park anytime soon? That's just being honestly completely realistic. Gretchen is aware that I'm a realist to a fault. <laughs> That's my realist side sticking out. So... I don't even know what to tell everyone about that. I mean, the interview is interesting. There's excerpts on Loudwire and Metal Hammer and some other sites. Just like taking quotes about it, about when he left the band originally, about just working on new stuff. Also, this was pre-pandemic. If they didn't live in the same city and they couldn't get on the same page for making music, I highly doubt they were working remotely to create new music at that point. So, what are your thoughts on Limp Bizkit? I know I have diehard Limp Bizkit fans that listen to my podcast and, like, subscribe to the main channel and watch my videos. I'm aware of that. Keep in mind, what do you expect about Limp Bizkit? And someone just said, who cares about Limp Limp Bizkit? A lot of people do outside the U.S. A lot. A whole lot. Heck, it even seems like in the U.S. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, they got their fans. They got their nostalgia fans for sure. Big time. But what are you defending? The music you grew up with? Guys, I can defend Creed's My Own Prison. And I was a Creed fan when I was in junior high. You'll never hear me defend anything after that, though. There's a lot of Limp Bizkit fans out there who refuse to talk poorly about any of those albums. And if when someone brings up Gold Cobra or results may vary, they just change the subject to Roland and appearances on MTV and stuff like that. And just talk about Fred Durst. So I just can't see anything positive, enlightening, impressive coming from this band anymore. And if they release a new album in 2021, say I'm wrong, say I'm totally wrong, and this was just a big swerve, and it's outdated news, they did do something in, pan- in during the pandemic, Stampede of the Disco Elephants is going to stampede into 2021, I'll review it, totally. I'll listen to it several times all the way through and make a video review of it. I don't expect much out of it, though. So don't tell me that it's actually going to blow my mind. And there's going to be diehard defenders saying, oh, you're just a hater of Limp Bizkit. 
when I've listened to all these albums several times over and over again and can explain what I don't like, are you really going to still call me a hater? No. I can explain it. Puddle of Mud fans have that same problem, too. There are diehard Puddle of Mud fans out there who attack people online if they talk badly about Wes Scantlin and Puddle of Mud. They all got mm-hmm. shut up pretty bad this year when um, that abomination cover of Nirvana was released by Sirius XM. 2020 was the year that Puddle of Mud fans went real silent. But that's besides the point. People know I'm not a Puddle of Mud fan. I'm aware Puddle of Mud has fans. Limp Biscuit fan quantity blows Puddle of Mud out of the water, by the way. It's not even... A, Puddle of Mud doesn't have a drop in the bucket compared to Limp Biscuit, So that's, that's besides the point, though. But totally besides the point. And someone else just said in the chat, Limp Biscuit is the reason New Metal has a bad name, at least for the most part. Honestly, they contribute to that. They contribute to Limp Biscuit being such a huge name in like 2000, 2001, when they really probably should not have been. And when people say new metal, they think of Limp Biscuit. People think of Corn. People may even think of Slipknot, early Slipknot. But people think of Limp Biscuit mostly, and that's unfortunate. Mm. So. Again, in the comments, let me know your thoughts on Limp Bizkit, potential new music, band, like quality of musicianship in the band, because I've talked about that at length. Wes Borland, DJ Lethal, you know, these guys are talented. You know, Fred Durst just isn't. He's not. He's a front man, but he can't sing or write or rap. He's a hype man. He knows how to entertain. But he's not a musician. There's a big difference. Some, it's just, and I think age has humbled that. So I'll leave that and move on to someone totally different having a, a similar problem. Because Limp Biscuit fans, commonly, are also Five Finger Death Punch fans. And I will not spend that much time on this because it's already been spreading around since yesterday. One Mr. Crash Thompson sent me a link in our group chat saying, Hey, Luke, if you don't have a topic to talk about yet on the podcast, you may want to bring this up. To which I said, Oh, what's going on with Five Figure Death Punch? I wasn't aware anything was going on at all ever since Jason Hook left. Well... To sum up events, and I'm going to try to share my screen on YouTube if you're watching. If not, I'll post the Instagram post from Ivan Moody on GetRock.net on the webcast page if you're following the socials. What happened was Jeremy Spencer, former drummer, has his own side new band called Psychosexual, which is unbelievably awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Besides the point, and a, like a song or two, Jason Hook got with him and started playing with him again. They were former bandmates together. They were friends. Well, some of that music went online and people were tagging Ivan Moody on it and tagging Five Finger Death Punch and stuff like that. Ivan Moody lost his mind. He went nanners. He posted a two minute video clip 
saying how excited he was because he thought Jason Hook and Jeremy Spencer were challenging Ivan Moody and saying we can make better music now without Ivan. This is where we're at right now. Ivan Moody is that paranoid and just that ready. He really is that bro at a bar desperate to get in a fight to prove he's a man. Oh. It's that attitude right now. And this clip he posted here, let me see if I can at least I won't. I'm not. I am not going to play the whole thing. But he's almost obsessed with what he's talking about. He's like screaming into his phone, like with the self cam doing the little live post on Instagram. He just goes bonkers. Which he started to do a lot since the beginning of this year. He has, and they have not made him look good. No. (laughs) At one point, he was singing lyrics to himself and beating the crap out of his nice TV and just throwing it on the ground with his explanation of, I felt like it. Mm Mm-hmm. That's not what, what normal people do. Anyway. He posted this, and... Ugh. Just when I thought my day couldn't get any better. Woof! Got home from watching the Tyson and Jones fight. And Gretchen, you probably cannot hear this, correct? I cannot. Okay, so let me... But I've seen it, so oh, I Oh, you've know. seen it? Perfect. Man, I, oh, I'll yeah. talk over it. I'll talk over it again. again. I've seen fighters yeah. half their age yeah. fucking go at it like that. So Ivan, in intense. a good mood, just got home from that watching a pay-per-view. No. I'm not going to play through the whole As thing, I'm guys. driving home... But I just want to play through clips here. Joins forces with Jeremy Spencer. And he's talking about joining forces with Jeremy Spencer. Yes! Yes! Ivan just loses his mind. Loses his mind. I'm excited. I'm not patronizing. I'm not. This comes from my heart. Jason and Jeremy. And he says it comes from his heart. He's congratulating them. Everyone... It's not even worth watching the whole clip. He takes this as a challenge and says, the next Five Figure Death Punch album is going to be so amazing, blow everything out of the water, and you better try to make something as good as this. And then, with the text in the post, and this is where I'm going to go on a little reading binge, Ivan Moody added, quote, Lion emoji, never tickle a sleeping lion. Hashtag making monsters. Challenge accepted, bro fists. Hashtag I'm excited for you, tongue out emoji. Hashtag I'll be your huckleberry, devil emoji. Hashtag best wishes, prayer emoji. Hashtag bring the heat, fire emoji. Hashtag take the talk the talk, walk the walk. Hashtag inside out lyrics. Hashtag bottom of the top. Hashtag this is war middle finger emoji. Oh, oh I'm not done, Gretchen. I'm not done. No, I'm trying to forget them. Hashtag <laughs> facing the music music emoji with a si- police siren emoji. <laughs> Hashtag to be alone upside down smiley. By the way, Hashtag to be alone when you still have a couple members of the band sticking with you through all this. Really? And there they all go. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a solo. It's a solo thing now. It is now. Also, someone said Ivan is three sheets to the wind in the chat. No, he's not. He's been sober for well over a year. Well over. Isn't it like two years now, Gretchen? 
It's it's two years because it was three years ago. Actually, I want to say it was three years ago today that apparently I tweeted that I was happy Ivan was getting help, but I was sad he wasn't going to be at the concert I was going gotcha. to. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Pardon me for breaking it up. Hashtag Jekyll and Hyde. Top hat emoji. Devil emoji. Hashtag and hell's coming with me. And then he added Zoltan, Chris Kale, Charlie, Andy, and the five-figure death punch like accounts. Hashtag Phoenix Rising. Hashtag Sober AF. Hashtag Power and Grace. Hashtag Veni Vidi Vici. Hashtag Be the Storm Umbrella Emoji. Hashtag VI11IN hashtags another middle finger emoji b hashtag well blue hearts black hearts flag emoji and that was a message from the lead singer of five finger death punch ivan moody if you're watching this online or you saw the post on instagram or on getrock.net or you have some information on how to decode all this, please leave a comment on this page, on the YouTube page, or just at me on Twitter. Please explain. I want to know. And I don't mean that, I won't like snap back at you. I won't laugh at you. I want to know. Genuine concern and confusion. I just want to know who taught him how to use hashtags. Right. Because that's not how they work. No, it's not. Also, some of like some of the emoji pairings is really not appropriate. <laughs> no, and I'm just like, Ugh. guys, okay. this it, <laughs> the post re, the video two minute video post is that douche at a bar who just got done watching a fight and is desperate to fight someone else now to prove he's a man. And then the text on the post reads like a 13-year-old girl's like dancing post with all these inspirational posts like hype herself up and make herself look cool. I don't know what to say, guys. Do I say, oh, I hope Five Figure Death Punch steps it up and does make a better album now when because they're trying to beat out their past band members. Have you heard Psychosexual? I have. The bar is... The bar is isn't even existent. The bar is literally on so the floor. Low. It's literally on the no, floor. You cannot go lower than the bar. I mean, they probably dug a hole, put the bar in there, and then covered it up. <laughs> it's really bad. Someone in the chat. This has to be the most boomer post Ivan has ever posted. It is kind of a boomer post. He's not a boomer, but that's a boomer He's not post. A boomer the, yet. No, but that's a boomer <laughs> post. The way he uh, wrote out everything. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it does remind me of boomers and their use of hashtags or inappropriate yes. use of hashtags. Exactly. And it just, it sucks so bad because I know. as a fan, a five-finger death punch, I tell you, I've told you this a lot recently, they're making it really, really, really hard for me to defend them. Like, I named my dog after Ivan. Like, come on. <laughs> after the anti-mask video and then the backpedaling uh. and then this... <laughs> It's 2020 was supposed to be their rebound year with F8s or Fate coming out in February and getting radio play. And now everyone's forgotten about it. Be honest, people. Everyone has forgotten about that album at this point. They're a touring band. They live off touring. They could not tour. No one. People only know Five Finger Death Punch now for that video. 
in 2020 and Ivan's antics. Yeah. I want better for them. It's the same kind of principle with Limp Bizkit, not similar. It's similar, not equivalent. It's hard to compare. Mm-hmm. I was going to say the people behind Ivan Moody are very talented artists, but they keep mm-hmm. leaving now. Yeah. It's going to become a revolving the door. Is leaving. <laughs> who's going to like who's going to leave next? Chris or Zoltan or the new guitarist, the big YouTuber who is actually very talented. Who's next? Or the drummer. Or the drummer, the new the drummer that's been with him for a while that I can't remember the name of. Yeah. Oh, yes, F8 Fates came out in February right before quarantine. Mhm. <sighs> You're right though. It was forgettable. Um, it mm-hmm. wasn't as bad as the last album, no. but people keep talking about the last album and remember it because it was bad. Yes. <laughs> At least they talk about it. Moderate. That's a good thing. <laughs> marginal improvement does not equate to quality product. And was F8 or Fate better than Injustice for None? You better believe it was. Does that make it good? No. Ivan Moody is still the problem. He can his lyric writing is still very, very, extremely. I'm angry at the world. I'm better than everyone. Why doesn't anyone like me? Over and over again. Also, real real fast, I have to address a comment that I just saw. Why would I name my dog uh, for Ivan? Um, because. Pre-2020, Ivan actually was a relatively decent person. Um, I've actually gotten to meet him before. He's mm-hmm. a very nice man. Yeah. Um, we had a really good conversation about dogs, and he seemed very genuine. Uh, 2020, Ivan. Things have changed. Things have changed. Um, yeah. but I, I Guys, do... I was a fan of Five Figure Death Punch and the, like American Capitalist. So don't ever say that I always hated or was always against Five Figure Death Punch. That's not the case. They went downhill. And yeah. 2020, they went off a cliff. And like I've told Luke before, um, Five Finger Death Punch was like the band that was there for me during a really difficult time in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I continue to defend them. A L- little, little difficult this year. Um, but <laughs> that being said, they did help me through a really rough patch. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. why I named my dog for Ivan. Yeah. Also, <laughs> Ivan is a great dog name. Ivan is a great dog. He's yeah. fantastic, and he gives the name Ivan a, a good, good name. name. He does, and Ivan, it's just itself the name, is a good name for a dog. Two syllables, hard, yes. like a hard vowel and a soft vowel. I learned about that stuff with dogs. So, yes. So, yeah. <laughs> Again, please at me on Twitter, at Roxnetter. Drop a comment on the Facebook or Instagram or something. Let me know what all that post meant, please. Not meaning that condescendingly or like, what is this to you with this? No. Someone decode this for me, please. Also, will we get a retraction on this? Like, hey, sorry, I thought you guys were challenging me. Turns out you were just playing around. It had nothing to do with me. Sorry, I thought everything had to do with me again. You know, that type of stuff. (sighs) Moving on. Briefly. Congratulations are in order before we get to a big topic. Quick congratulations are in order to System of a Down. Chop mm-hmm. Suey, the music video, hit 1 billion, with a B, views. <clears throat> on YouTube. And keep in mind, that music video was in 2001? 2002? Mm. So it was uploaded much, much later. 
that's a big deal for rock and metal for a video to get that many views this is not WAP, you know where it gets a billion where it gets a billion views out of shock and curiosity (laughs) i don't think i've actually seen the video i saw like five seconds of it on twitter and that was enough but you get what i mean just to hear the song and the shock chop suey people click on and watch yeah no no chop suey oh yeah yeah chop suey the music video was a big spectacle back in the day too because they used special techniques to make it how they Mm -hmm. made it in a day you know it's it's a fun video to watch and at Mm -hmm. the time it was way it was something unique so hats off to system of a down great a step great accomplishment please work on your disagreements and differences and come back and make more new music you made two songs for Armenia's charity and the fundraiser you guys were doing for that. One of them was great. I get that your drummer is an idiot and possibly racist. But your drummer, the drummer's always the dumb one. So, you know what? <laughs> Bands should be used to that by now. Not all of them are the No, dumb that's true. Ones. That's very fair. Not all drummers. I agree. Dave Grohl was the drummer of Nirvana. He wasn't the dumb one. I was about to say Barry from Shinedown. Yeah, exactly. Great example, too. He's not dumb at all. He's just Great quiet. example. Yeah, he's, he's like, all right, you guys just have fun. I'm just going to sit here and hope that you guys don't hurt yourself on stage. Oh. <laughs> Let's be honest. Sometimes Brent well, Smith yeah. jumps around a little too much. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> this afternoon, Gretchen sent me a message about Blue Ridge Rock Festival, which happens in yes. the, along the East Coast. And the last couple of years this has been run, it was canceled in 2020, for 2020 for obvious reasons. And was. Yeah, and they didn't even release the lineup for it because... But the thing is, they were going to have it in a new, new venue. They're going to try to build, build it up. In 2018, it was a bit of a mess. The first day was a disaster because of parking. The second day, people said it was a lot of fun. But they get a good mm-hmm. lineup. They usually do a well-varied lineup for Blue Ridge Rock Fest. For a, not a DWP festival, not a... Live Nation, Ticketmaster type thing, like an independent festival. They do a good job. It's run by independently, like everything is. They do a decent job. Gretchen, one cool thing they do, Gretchen that sent me this and informed me about this like a year ago, they actively ask all their followers and fans to vote between two bands. Sometimes they're Mm -hmm. random, sometimes they're similar. They gauge this and look at scores so that way they know who to ask first to see if they can play at Blue Ridge. Like, example, a couple of years ago, would you rather see Slayer or Anthrax? And they'll have people vote. And then they'll have a totally different one after that. Would you rather see Slayer or Linkin Park? They'll have the vote. Would you rather see Slayer or A Day to Remember? And they'll do that with many different bands. And, like, they'll vary all these different bands together and then they'll keep asking the same bands through different comparisons so they can compile all this votes Mm -hmm. and percentages to see who they want to ask for certain years. So they know who the most fans want to see. It's smart. That way they know. Gretchen sent me the results of some of the bigger votes today. And my response instantly was, and I'll read this out. Gretchen, Is Blue Ridge Rock Festival a bumpkin festival? (laughs) To which Gretchen replied, It is held in bumpkin territory, middle of nowhere, but it's definitely not a bumpkin festival. 
And that makes sense. It has to be in the middle of nowhere on the East Coast. I'm just being honest. In Virginia. But like we've known other people that have gone to it too. It's not a bumpkin festival though. It's mm-hmm. legit. You know, big stages, big bands, lots of people. And I feel like every kind of festival had has like its little bit of bumpkin to it. Yeah. Oh, yes. Even ship rocks. So like even ship rocks. Yes. Because like I definitely saw that at Rockville. Mm-hmm. So maybe not so much at Sonic Temple. No, but Rockville but it, was in Florida. So well, yeah. You better believe it. <laughs> I'm going to share on screen, and I'll link this out to other people. But I'm going to read it out on the podcast. You know what? Let me get a little different. Oh man, I gotta find like a image or graph so that way I can don't like spoil it for everyone who's watching live. Give me a second. I wish I would have had the prep a little bit faster, but this this is gonna work out well, guys. I promise. Let me get a picture. Perfect. Okay, I'm gonna take this picture my friend took in Iceland as like the little um, shield to hide each answer, and then I'll just move this down one by one. So that way no one can see the spoilers for the entire list. So keep in mind, these are thousands of votes, thousands of compiled votes that people voted on band versus band, kind of like we do in the Rock Coliseum. And this were the results of who the most people want to see when it comes to band versus band, who they would prefer to see live at a big festival. First up, A Day to Remember versus Bring Me the Horizon. I personally don't think that's a very apt comparison. But yeah, I, I at don't, least... I'd... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying, it It makes a little bit more sense compared to the other ones yes. that you're going to get to. Yes. Um, but, like... Uh, I agree. A lot of these are apples to oranges. Correct. So... A Day to Remember beat out Bring Me the Horizon. Hmm. That's shocking to me because one, A Day to Remember has still not delivered on an album they said was going to come out in November of 2019 and all the allegations of their one of their band members. Meanwhile, so Bring Me the Horizon has that. released an excellent EP and I've seen both bands live many times. Bring Me the Horizon stage show is actually much better now. A Day to Remember puts on a great live show too, a lot of fun. I may not agree with the choice, especially right now in 2020. But I at least understand that A Day to Remember has that many fans. I at least understand that. It is apples to oranges, though, on this one. Are you guys ready? Because they get worse. Next up, Chevelle versus Megadeth. Not even in the same ballpark. Chevelle beat out Megadeth. I am a Chevelle fan. And that blows me away. That Chevelle beat out Megadeth at a festival setting. Yeah. Again, not even in the same realm. Also, by the way, um, Blue Ridge did comment to someone about the um, count numbers. And apparently A Day to Remember defeated Bring Me the Horizon by less than five votes. I believe it. I mean, that one's, that, again, that one I at least can understand. Yeah. And again, Bring Me the Horizon would totally, yeah, and Bring Me the Horizon would totally fit at Blue Ridge. Chevelle versus Megadeth is surprising. Maybe people weren't sure of Megadeth? No, Uh, no, not not for a festival. (laughs) Not a chance. They knew. Maybe they were just like, (laughs) One of the big four. What's a big four? No, they they know. (laughs) 
moving on. Rob Zombie versus Allison Chains. Again, not even in the same ballpark. Rob Zombie beat out Allison Chains. They also commented on that one. Rob Zombie won by over 400 votes. Eey. I know. Now, but... have you ever seen Allison Chains? Yes. Okay, so have I. You've seen Rob Zombie. Yes. So have I. Rob Zombie puts on a spectacle. Allison Chains yeah. is all about making amazing music. Mm-hmm. These are, even live, these are very different. Yeah. I still think and it's... And I wonder it, if... Go ahead. I was just going to say, I wonder if people voted on the live aspect, like the performance. And, right. As and opposed I, to the music. Yes, the performance, not so much the quality of music performed live. Like yeah. the actual stage performance. I can at least understand that because Rob Zombie is a party live. Alice in Chains yeah. is a f- concert. Truly yeah. hear the hits old and new. Also have really good lighting compared to Rob Zombie. Oh, yeah. Alice in Chains has the big <laughs> wall of lighting. Alice in Chains, or Rob Zombie, <coughs> excuse me, they focus on different lighting to create the moon stuff. Depending on oh, what yeah. time of day you see them at a festival in the amphitheater. Sometimes it's amazing. I have amazing lighting pictures. Sometimes it's a nightmare. Welcome to Rockville in 2019 when Rod Zombie plays. The lighting yeah. was miserable. Yeah. So it just kind of depends on the show itself. I saw him in Philly at Rock Allegiance. Oh, man, that was a spectacle. That was fantastic lighting. Then. So it just it's hit and miss, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Moving on. Oh, God, this next one. <laughs> you guys ready? <laughs> Judas Priest versus Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson beat out Judas Priest. Oh. All of those edgy edgelords from the year 1999 refuse to to let senpai Marilyn Manson fade into obscurity. Even after abuse allegations in a year like this, and past abuse, and even though he hasn't made a completely solid album in quite a while, they beat out Judas Priest. Also, just his live performance. It's garbage lately. The last... I've seen Marilyn Manson (laughs) live three times. Gretchen knows how close I get to shows when I'm in the photo pit. Every single time, it is a miserable disaster. He's either completely drunk, or he just doesn't Mm -hmm. care. It's awful. Judas... He was at... He was at Aftershock 2019. But wasn't he also at Louder Than Life? I believe so, yes. Because I remember there was the story going around that he spit into the crowd and it either landed in someone's mouth or on their face. Well, that person's probably still recovering. (laughs) Marilyn Manson, (laughs) of his own admission, is not the cleanest man. (laughs) But besides that, Judas Priest is amazing live. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. The man rides out a Harley and just leaves it parked on stage because it's Ralph Halford. Because he's a badass. He's a spectacle in himself. The rest of the band kills it. Gretchen and, that was Gretchen and I, when we saw them in 2019 at Rockville, you and I were both blown away. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Marilyn Manson has not had a good concert in years. That one hurt me a little. That I, Okay, I don't, I don't want to yeah. say that one hurt me. That one shocked me. That one I thought was flat out. That's when I started thinking, is this a bumpkin festival? Like, it, 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 that 
so like where the other ones are like apples to oranges this is like apples and eggplant yeah like I, there you go not even that's a fruit versus vegetable not, yes yes <laughs> yeah like it doesn't make any sense it's terrible terrible moving on do you see now why we're bringing this up because again, these are the winners. Many people wanted these for a live performance. Parkway Drive versus Hailstorm. This one hurts me because I like them both. I like them both too, especially live. Live is oh. when they're, they're both their best. Parkway Drive. <laughs> Parkway Drive beat out Hailstorm. Mm. This is not a fair comparison either. No, it's not. Now. Music-wise, it's not the same. Mm-mm. Live performance, it's not the same. They have very no. different feelings and styles live, too. But they're both amazing. Well, yes, I have seen Parkway Drive. Oh, yeah. You bought the t-shirt. Yes, I did. I bought you a t-shirt. I just want to see their full, like, pyro thing. Yeah, the ones they do in Australia and Europe when they have, like, the rotating drum kit on fire and America. stuff like that. They were going to this mm. year, but maybe next year. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Limp Biscuit versus Deftones. I told you I'd talk to him, talk to you about him again. People voted Limp Biscuit over Deftones. Again. At <laughs> that time, Luke walked out. This is when I confirmed that this was a bumpkin festival, and this was not my audience that I wanted to be associated with. No, just a bumpkin area. <laughs> just a bumpkin area. That's fine. Now. Gretchen is not huge on Deftones by any means, and I have said to her many times, I get it, Deftones are not for everyone. But to be fair, I've only given them, like, one shot. Okay, fair so. enough, too. To say that De- Limp Bizkit would be better than Deftones in 2020, 2021, makes me feel that people that voted on this poll were drunk on their phone, pushing the buttons on Instagram and Facebook. It's opposite day. (laughs) (laughs) I meant for Deftones. If they're they're that dumb to think that, then yes, maybe that does at least explain something. Someone Uh, just said in the chat, that's it. I'm done trusting people's opinions in music. Yeah, well, yeah. This one's shocking and this one hurts. It's like you would rather hear hear a 45-year-old Fred Durst try to be cool and sing Roland again. (laughs) Gretchen, you've never seen Deftones, correct? No. Okay, I have many times. They put on a show. Whether I mean, you to like- be fair, I haven't seen Limp Biscuit either, but I can imagine that Deftones yeah. blows them out of the water. See, Limp Biscuit, Fred Durst is a hype man. He gets the crowd to jump up and down. He gets the crowd to move their arms and nod their head while everyone else plays around him. People, <clears throat> entertainers at the circus can get people to jump up and down. That does not make you good. <laughs> Someone said in the chat, Limp Biscuit beating Deftones is like Hardy's beating Five Guys. Ooh. You're right. You're right, though. You're right, though. Now I want some Five Guys. I, I want Deftones and Five Guys, not Hardy's and Limp Biscuit. <laughs> that sounds like a terrible night. Oh. <laughs> moving on, because I don't want to focus on this much more. I Prevail versus Machine Gun Kelly. I Prevail won. I didn't really have any thoughts or feelings on this one. After the whole pop punk explosion for Machine Gun Kelly, because Machine Gun Kelly has played a lot of rock and metal festivals the past few years. This is not Mm -hmm. something new for him. 
people still voted for I Prevail. I Prevail has a very strong fan base. And I see them as a singles band, but yes, I would still put I Prevail over Machine Gun Kelly, and I've seen both live. Moving on. Mm. Shinedown versus Stained. I was so freaking Yeah, glad. you got your band the, to win yours. The, the bumpkins did not win out. Not the entire not the entire voting process. <laughs> Shinedown won over Stained. People know my feelings on Stained. I've said many times how good I think Shinedown are live. Oh, they're amazing live. And I feel if like you, that's why a lot of people, I saw a lot of comments saying that Shinedown is one of the best live performances they've ever seen, even if they don't care for the music as much. Mm-hmm. So I have heard that too. And here's the thing. I mean, Stained I, like, is not. No. <laughs> if you want my, if you, for everyone that's listening to this on the podcast or wherever else, if you want my real thoughts on Stained performing live, it's at the end of my regretting the past on Stained. It's literally me in the photo pit watching their first performance in five years. That was the last year at Louder Than Life. I was, there was no one closer to the stage and their performance than me. And I have myself on video in the photo pit. I have photos I took of the performance. Aaron Lewis doesn't care. If you think he cares about what he's doing on stage and what he has fans, you are insane. I <clears throat> saw that with my own eyes. Your band one, mine didn't. Man, moving on. I mean, to be fair, at least mine went up against one that. Yeah. I mean, a good majority are like, ooh. Well, I would have thought that about Deftones and Limp Bizkit, but look where I am. Well, I told you it's a bumpkin area. Uh, moving <laughs> on, this one is inexcusable. Yeah. Rise Against versus Theory of a Dead Man. Theory of a Dead Man won. It was at this point where I was almost ready to swear off Blue Ridge Rock Fest just because I was afraid of catching something from the Bumpkin fa- Bumpkin fans that would be at that are, festival. Are you going to need to medicate after looking at this list? If by that you mean taking a baseball bat <laughs> to my forehead, yeah, sure, I'll medicate. Medicate. Ugh, worst number one song of all time on the rock, on the rock charts. Uh, to, to be fair, I kind of have to admit that I was a little obsessed with that song for a while, and then, yeah. Well, when they played it every 10 minutes, yeah, you're going to have to be obsessed one way or another. That's going to be my only admission to that. Thank you. Rise Against is amazing live. They have music. They inspire people when they perform live, too. Like someone just said in the chat, I have questions. Yeah, I do, too, pal. I've I've lost the questions, um, and it's just kind of like a walk out and shame. I just want to I just want to lie down and hold my head. <laughs> Moving on, because I don't want to focus on that anymore. I'm going to be talking about theory of a dead man on one of my upcoming list videos. If you were paying attention at the beginning of the podcast, you can probably figure out which one I'm going to be talking about them in. <laughs> Motionless in white versus some forty one. This one did not surprise me. Even though I don't agree with it, this one did not surprise me. I am aware Motionless and White fangirls and fanboys drool over that band. See, and I love both bands, but again, I just feel like this isn't a fair matchup at it's all. Not, it's not a same similar style. It's no. not a similar anything, really. This is, so, like, this is not apples and eggplants. This is more apples and oranges, but it's still not a fair 
verses. No, because I like both yeah. a lot. And that's fine, um, too. I got a picture of Derek on my wall of one of the ones yeah. I took. But yeah, this one at least, I I have to admit, though, this voting one did not surprise me. I'm aware of how diehard Motionless and White fans are. Yeah. They moving are. on. They definitely are. Yeah, moving on. Volbeat versus Seether. This one makes me sad. Seether won. <laughs> and so that sad. to me is mind blowing. Like I get that Volbeat is not everyone's cup of tea. Correct. I get that. It's a unique. But Seether, Seether. is just so bland. Seether's <laughs> also the same sounding song for an hour at their live shows. No one moves around. If you love their music, you'll get that, but you can just get that same experience listening to it on your headphones. It's just just such a nothing. And Volbeat puts on a show. It just makes me wonder if these people, like, who voted didn't know who Volbeat was. And I'm sure for some of these vote selections, that could be it. Like, I could see someone voting, oh, well, I know who... Oh, what's a good one? Like, I know who... Parkway Drive is, but I'm not sure I heard seeing Hailstorm Live or do anything. Okay, Parkway Drive. Oh, yeah, I know Marilyn Manson. Judas Priest, aren't they older? Okay, Marilyn Manson. Yeah, I totally get that, but it's just like... So that's the only thing I can think of with Volbeat and Seether, mm-hmm. because who wants to hear Seether play the same dribble? And even if for all the diehard Seether fans, would you choose them over Volbeat? No, and Volbeat is so good live. Yeah, I'm not even in love with everything Volbeat's done. Volbeat's a great band live. I absolutely love what they do live. Mm-hmm. So that one hurt. Uh, moving on. This one is a duh one. This one at least restored the slightest amount of, okay, not everyone in that area is brain dead. But it still doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It's not a fair comparison. No. Godsmack versus Three Doors Down. This is a bad Rock Coliseum <laughs> versus matchup, by the way. God ball. Like, am I the dummy that didn't realize Three Doors Down is still around? I'll explain in a second. Yes, you're not a dummy. Godsmack <laughs> won. Godsmack performances are very hit and miss. Yes. Like, if you see right. them twice, like, they do the exact same identical performance every tour. So if you see them, like, once every two years, you'll get a unique show. If you see them twice on the same tour, it is beat for beat exactly identical. Yep. And sometimes they don't even show the rest of the band. They just have a spotlight on Sully, and that's it. Three Doors Down is one of the worst bands I've ever seen live. That was in 2016, when they had their comeback mm-hmm. album come out. And their big song that lasted three weeks on Sirius XM before people stopped playing it, and FM didn't even bother. They are the lame dad band. Like, not even the cool dads like this. It's a lame dad band. Embarrassing dads. The lead singer was walking around with his hand in his pocket, just kind of strutting along while singing the lyrics. The drummer had safety glass around him. And then think about that. Safety glass for three doors down. The, The show was awful. And on one of the Rock Coliseum episodes, Crash talked about how he saw three doors down back in the day when they were huge on that debut... Because, you guys, you may not realize this, Three Doors Down was enormous in the early 2000s with how well they sold and charted. Mm-hmm. And, they, and he said the same thing. They sucked live back in the day, too. <laughs> so I at least get this one. 
Oh, they had they did a lot of songs that I enjoyed in middle school. Yeah, and that's I didn't fine. With them, oh, and that's fine. And dang. this la- and this last one, unfair, but I at least understand the voting. Still Ab- makes me mad. Uh, yeah, me too. But I understand it because I understand the fan bases. I also understand because if they voted Limp Bizkit over Deftones, they would vote this way also. Ugh. Avenged Sevenfold versus Corn. Corn beat Avenged Sevenfold. Now, oh, <laughs> Avenged Sevenfold has not been active recently because M Shadow's voice, like he, they planned on taking all of 2020 off anyway. Mm-hmm. M Shadow's was on three months vocal rest, maybe more, and they said 2020 was going to be their writing year, and that could be very true. We could get new Avenged Sevenfold 2021. Very possible. We could get a tour in 21. Very possible. Oh, that would make me so happy. Corn had their latest album come out in 2019. People enjoyed it. It got several singles. Corn's still active. They're going to be touring again in 2021 with Faith No More to make up the tour that was canceled. I'm aware, though, Corn still has that diehard fan base who refuses, kind of like the Marilyn Manson fan base, they refuse to let their memories fade away of the band in the late 90s. Corn's been putting out. Corn's never really had that massive. We're going away for ten years, though. They've always been put out material. Sometimes it was mass. Sometimes it was awful. But they've rebounded the last since 2015, 2016, though. Mm-hmm. So I get it, and I'm aware that Corn has a diehard fan base. I get this one. Why Ugh. that many people voted? I may not agree with that vote. I get it, though. See, for me, Avenged is just so much more fun live. I've only yeah. seen them once mm-hmm. live. I've um, I've shot them twice and seen them live two more times. So, and it's just like they are so much more yeah. fun. They have to so see much live. going for them. And Corn's a fun live band too. If you like the music, you have to like the corn. You have to like their music though. I'd see, it and I just yeah, and not and I've I get tried. That. I get that. Trust me, corn. I get that. Yeah, and I get that too. That's one that I really I can I can wholeheartedly say I have given a chance to. Yeah, you can't. have you have for sure. And that's fine. But, and someone said Corn cares about what they're doing, though. At least no one in Corn did anything terrible. I agree. Um, Brian Wells sometimes says some stupid, hot headed stuff, but he's usually pretty quick to retract and apologize. I'll give him that at least. So, if this, this is just hypotheticals, though, this is just so they can gauge who to ask. Because they'll probably ask both the day to remember and bring me the horizon, you know? Oh, yeah. And they even said, let me see if I can find the comment again. Mm-hmm. Um, it says that one of the matchups that um, has received the most, like, backlash, uh-huh. almost in the comment section since that post was made, um, they've actually already asked both bands okay. in the matchup Fair enough. to perform so yeah and they're good about that too what that one is the it's not that many people running this festival at the top like dwp Mm -hmm. and everyone like all the other big festivals but they do care they put in effort they really do listen to people they do a good job with that even i've never been to the festival i've seen the workings of it though with this one i get that looking at the winners of these votes i don't think i would go to this festival Well, I don't know. I don't think. I'm not a hard no. You better believe I would not stick around for Limp Biscuit or Theory of a Dead Man. No. 
But the the only the only thing I can say because this post was uh, the comment they made was like two hours after the post. I guess after they saw comments, uh-huh. um, they said there are over a hundred bands on the twenty twenty one lineup. Please do not be hasty on making right. a decision on yeah. not attending because of thirteen. Yeah, and they're um, going to. It says they have. They're going to have. They're going to have like five more of these guys of these like matchups. Oh yeah, yeah. They do it all the time. Instagram, mm-hmm. um, if you follow them on there, over on the stories. Yeah. Um, but they said at least one of the bands that lost above has already been booked on the lineup for next year. Boom. Hint. At yep. least one of which is one of the losers that the fans have been most frustrated about. Mm-hmm. So they. Listen. So that could that could be a few of them. That could be. Um, I know Chevelle, Megadeth, Judas Priest, Marilyn Manson, and Limp Biscuit, Deftones brought out a lot of. Yeah thoughts and rightfully so 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 i get it but yeah it is it is worth like following bluers rock fest on instagram facebook to be a part of those votes because they do them often and then they compile the information and present everything it's fun to check them out too and that we can kind of see a gauge when you vote on instagram like what the percentage is so far you know so that being said Thank you for just, I just wanted to have the discussion about some of that because, guys, I'm aware not everyone agrees with my opinions on music. If you love Limp Bizkit, go ahead and love them. If you Mm -hmm. love Marilyn Manson, go for it. I'm not going to lose one minute of sleep over it. It doesn't bother me at all. However, that does not stop me from voicing my opinion and expressing my disbelief that Limp Bizkit beat out Deftones in a bumpkin festival vote. That being said, the Billboard Top 3 Mainstream Rock Songs of the Week was no change from last week. It's still the exact same identical with I Prevail at number 3, Foo Fighters Shame Shame at number 2, and ACDC Shot in the Dark at number 1. So, nothing big there. Other than that, we've actually gone a little bit over time. Thank you guys for sticking with us, but I knew I just, Gretchen and I both said we need to go over this. And we'll go over the next one, too, because, again, like, with the Rock Coliseum and stuff, this is stuff we love. Um, I just want to say thank you all for sticking with us and listening. Thank you for checking out the channel, the podcast, everything else. I will have my vid- next video, 10 Crazy Cover Songs in 2020, on the main channel in the next few days. Gretchen just posted a video today about piercing rejections. If you're into piercing and body mod information, she has a great video giving information on piercing rejections, like if the piercing just doesn't take. Mm-hmm. You can find that on her channel. I retweeted it out also on my Twitter feed on get on at Rocknet. Other than that, thank you guys very much for sticking with us on another Tuesday night. Keep post. I'll keep you posted on if and potentially win all that about twitch and the setup for all that i'll do a dual stream and just keep in mind if i start doing twitch that will not take anything away from youtube nothing will change this is only to supplement youtube and expand i'll Mm -hmm. still keep doing the same amount of stuff on youtube so don't think that either that being said everyone please take care of each other it's going to be a awkward winter Wear a mask. Take care of yourself. Take care of your others. Check out, just keep listening to good music. It's the end of the year. Start trying to figure out what your favorite and least favorite albums are of the year. Favorite songs, things like that. Gretchen, anything you want to end with? 
Mm-hmm. No, other than the same thing I've been saying. Wear a damn mask, wash your hands, stay away from people, especially now. Hashtag best wishes. Hashtag bring the heat. Hashtag inside out lyrics. Hashtag this is war. Hashtag facing the music. Hashtag to be a real one. Is that how we end it? Really dumb. It's still funny to me. It's so bad. <laughs> it's funny. Come on. You know that's funny. So funny. It's <laughs> funny to me. <laughs> sad. You're right. It is a little sad. 